Welcome back to Track Talk, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. I'm Scott Trailer, along with Kirk Elliott. We're the Racing Boys here at Racing Boys HQ. Joining us now on the show is a three-time World of Outlaws champion. Man, it was so great to see him wrap up that third championship down at Charlotte. Brad Sweet joins us now. Brad, how you doing? Good. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Man, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us, man. I know a lot of people pulling you. It's vacation time as well. What are you going to do during the off season? What do you do to lay back a little bit? Uh, nothing, you know. Right. <laughs> we do so much traveling uh, that uh, it feels like when you get home, you're on vacation. So uh, just all the all the things that you don't get to do when you're you know out on the road, obviously spend time with family, my daughter, um, you know, all the things that the chores around the house and the things right. that I want to get done. Obviously, uh, you know, you have a couple months here to kind of plan it out and, and get all that stuff done. So yeah. a lot of just uh, being at home and, and uh, you know, just trying to, you know, fix up certain things and, and build certain things and, uh, you know, enjoy uh, the home life. Yeah. Man, you've got to be thrilled. Has it soaked in to you to think about the company that you've joined with the you talk about the guys that have won it back to back to back, you know, Steve and Donnie, but then you throw in Sammy. He had three championships. Do you think about the company that you've joined winning this third championship? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a little surreal. It feels like it's all happened really quick. You know, it's uh, the first one seemed like it was, you know, really tough and, and just such a uh, draining gear just because it was so mm-hmm. stressful. And, uh, you know, then like last year, just with COVID stuff and, and kind of a shortened schedule and then boom, it's like, and this year's over and it's like all of a sudden, you you know, two years feels like one. So, um, yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, you know, those guys, I have a lot of respect for the history of the sport, obviously growing up watching Steve and Sammy and then Donnie, you know, dominate. So yeah. it's, uh, it's just kind of one of those things that you just don't. I guess you'll look back and probably appreciate it a little bit more. Uh, it's hard to stop in the moment and kind of realize it. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's uh, it's happening. We've we've got three. It's really cool, and it uh, kind of just makes me hungry to to keep going. We're you know have a good great race team. Um, you know, we have everything to in place to you know go after number four. So it's it's pretty cool. Obviously, we want to keep winning. You, once you get there, you don't ever want to get knocked off. So um, yeah. I uh, I'm pretty pretty happy, and uh, sometimes I got to pinch myself to to see my name next to those guys for right. sure. But you know, you think about your age, man. You've got a lot of years left in this sport. You know, and I mean, you, you, there's a possibility that you could win a lot more championships. Do you ever think forward and think about what you want to accomplish from here forward after winning the third championship? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think I'm a little different than you know some of the you know, the Steve Kinzers, uh, you know, and Sammy's of the world. I think I, you know, a little more of the Jason Myers in me. Um, you know, I think I don't really want to race forever. Um, yeah. I think I want to, you know, win as much. But, you know, I think when it's, when it starts to slow down, um, you know, I, I, I do feel like there's a next chapter for me, uh, obviously, with my daughter, with my family. And, you know, whether that's promoting races or, you know, we're, we have a screen print business that we're doing, you know, kind of starting to dabble in a lot of other things. And, you know, I think it definitely gets my mind, you know, thinking about the next chapter. So, you know, I don't know how long I'll I'll do it, you know, right, obviously right. not anytime soon, but uh, 
it could be, you know, three years, five years, seven years. You know, you just don't really know. Um, obviously, it's real hard to walk away when you're winning championships. But, you know, I do feel like you get to a certain point and, and there's nothing, you know, not a lot left to prove. And, and then also, you know, life, it's a it's a tough grind, the Outlaw Tour. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a, one of those things I think you do it for, you know, as long as you can. But, yeah, but you still need to, you know, think about uh, the next chapter. And so that's what we're doing. We're kind of trying to set ourselves you know, on a path to where when racing's done, um, you know, we have, you know, other things up and running. So it's not a, not a cold turkey thing. So you, you don't see yourself racing into your mid forties or anything like that. You, you would think maybe in your early forties, maybe that would be the latest that you'd like to race in your career. I'm just, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm just <laughs> thinking out no, loud. No, you're, you're, you're right. And I, I guess when I say racing, I mean outlaw tour. Yeah. It doesn't mean I would just quit racing. I just, right. Once you're, once you, you know, you know, what full time is the outlaw tour is basically every weekend from February to November. So, yeah. you know, it's hard to kind of do anything else, you know, anything else in your life besides just focus on that. So I think when I say, you know, three, five, seven years, uh, that probably just means, you know, that I'll, you know, maybe do something, uh, you know, a little less strenuous and a little less committed, um, right. you know, if, if the opportunity ever you know, arose at the right time, but you know, it's all, it's all down the road. You just really never know the future. Um, yeah. you never really know, you know, what one year or two years and three years, uh, lies ahead. So, uh, for me, I just, you know, we're, we're focused on, obviously we got Napa back next year. I got all my whole race team back. Uh, a lot of great things at Casey Kane racing. So that's really the focus right now is, is, uh, you know, trying to capitalize why we have this opportunity in front of, front of us you know we have every piece and it's hard to get to this point you know we spent years and years to to get to this point so it's not going to walk away until uh we feel like we're uh you know maybe the driver's slowing down or or maybe the the pieces aren't there anymore yeah three-time world about law champion brad sweet is joining us let's talk about 2021 you had 16 World of Outlaws win, 17 if you count that Saturday night race at Knoxville. We remember that one. But uh, most of these wins came early in the season. Just kind of talk about the season. Uh, you started off really strong, uh, but uh, here in the late part of the season, two wins since uh, August. Talk about that. That could be point racing. Right. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think you're right. I think, you know, if you look at the MO, my MO the last, you know, three, two or three years, I think, you start off not really thinking about the points and you're racing hard. And, and then I think what happens is you kind of get to a point where the point racing starts to happen a little bit, uh, a little less, take a little less risk. And, you know, uh, you really, you know, one thing we were did this year that was pretty cool was we finished every single lap of every AMA. So, you know, I think when you're going to do that, you're going to take less risk and, you know, not be bouncing off the wall at times. And, you know, pretty, pretty wild that we were able to do that. Um, you know, and I think, some, some of that is, you know, the racetracks, you know, in the fall, it gets a little tougher, I think, to win at some of the tracks we go mm-hmm. to, and, you know, uh, the weather starts to change, and, you know, it's not as slick. We do, we tend to go, do good in, uh, you know, June and July uh, and into August, but, you know, after the Nationals, uh, you know, the West Coast swing's always been good to us. We had a good West Coast swing, but we didn't get as many wins as we, we typically do out here, and, um, you know, so that, that kind of was disappointing. We had a goal to, to win 20 races, and we were definitely on on the path to do it, uh, just 
didn't get the the job done down the stretch. So something that uh, we want to improve on for next year for sure. Let me ask you this. You know, I I raced for 35 years, and out of those 35 years, maybe about 10 or 12 of them I raced for points. And I always found it very stressful at the end of the year. In fact, it took a little bit of the fun out of racing, racing for points. Do you ever feel like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think that's when I talk about not racing for full time. That's, that's kind of what's on my mind is not worrying about the points and just going yeah. to the big races and, and racing for, you know, money. Um, but the points are a big deal to a lot of, you know, to, it's kind of everything to a lot of the drivers is, you know, everybody wants to win the points. The champ, You know, you want to be the champion of the series. And, you know, so that's just uh, that's part of it. It's, you know, when I in the early part of my career i wasn't ever in the points i didn't have the stress you know it's just kind of but you always dreamt to get to this point and and you worked hard to get here so it's uh it's one of those things it's it's a little bit of uh you know it's just give and take i guess it's just it's just a different deal when you kind of race for points and it's just a different mindset it takes to be be a champion and uh you know we're in a good spot and and i'm definitely proud of you know uh doing it three times and obviously hope hope we can keep keep doing it you've won the knoxville nationals you're a two-time winner of the king's royal you've won these big big time races uh championships or the big uh crown jewel races the most thrilling for you uh i mean i think at this point you know i think getting that first championship you know kind of you know takes any doubt away from anybody that you can be a champion uh, now I think at this point it's winning the big races. You know, it's uh, definitely, you know, Kings Royal and Knoxville Nationals are, you know, just unreal events. And, and you, you know, it's just an unreal feeling when you can win those. So Knoxville, we did it in 2018 and we haven't been, you know, able to get back there and or be, you know, super close uh, really the last few years. We we're kind of third this year, but didn't feel like we were necessarily in contention. So, you know, I'd love to get back uh you know, to Knoxville Victory Lane. That's a that's a tough place to win at. Uh, that's a tough race, and you know, it's no greater feeling than to win the Knoxville Nationals. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the Chili Bowl kicks off January 10th. You've won some prelim nights at the Chili Bowl. Uh, we've done the broadcast for the last 16 years. We've handed it off to Flo um, starting last year, and it's been a great relationship with those guys. But um, the thought about winning the Chili Bowl, that, that's got to be on the bucket list, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a huge event for sure. Um, you know, I think when I was a midget racer, I was definitely, you know, it meant a lot more to me. Um, yeah. You know, I just think that the crazy thing to me is the difference, you know, at these big sprint car races, you know, we're, we're paying 175000 to win and 150000 to win. And, right. You know, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a money racer. You know, I, I race for a living, so... You know, it's the Chili Bowl. I, w- I really wish would, you know, kind of get on par with the kind of event it probably should be. You know, with a, how much the amount of fans that are there. And, how much do you yeah, think the but, Chili Bowl should pay, Brad? What do you think it should pay? I honestly just, you know, as a racer that goes and races there, you got to be there for five nights. Yeah. I kind of think that it should at least pay five thousand to start the A main. You know, you, you're beating out two hundred and something other people to just to start the A main, and then. You know, honestly, the the winner's share, you know, should should reflect a little bit of the inflation that's happening. Uh, you yeah. know, how about uh, twenty five thousand or you gotcha. know fifty thousand to win? I think would just, you know, as a racer, fifty thousand to win and five thousand to start would, you know, for how competitive and how much work it is, you know, I think would put a little more prestige in it for me. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I understand why Emmett doesn't do it. He's sold out every night and has 300 cars, so yeah. it's not a lot of incentive. And I know it's a high overhead business, you know, uh, bringing in dirt and, and doing everything he's done, and they and they do a great job, you know. So yep. I just, from a racing standpoint, I get asked about the Chili Bowl a lot, um, you know, and, and that's kind of my answer is just I don't feel the, you know, the prestige necessarily that maybe some of the other people feel, and that's because I'm doing it to – you know, for a living, you know, when I leave my family for seven days to go to the Chili Bowl, you know, and, and we're only racing for what we can race for, you know, on any night with the World of Outlaws. And, you know, you see all the people there and the time invested. It's, you know, just doesn't quite have yeah. that feel to me yeah. anymore. Let, let me ask you this question. Would you limit the amount of cars? Do you think 300 cars is too many cars for the Chili Bowl? Well, I think they should use the Monday and possibly even the Tuesday as a, you know, a way to maybe race into a prelim night, mm-hmm. you know, with maybe, maybe if you haven't made it into a, a D main or, you know, a certain main event, you know, um, you make, you make guys try to almost transfer, you know, use it as a kind of a, you know, just to maybe make it a little more competitive and, and the guys that do it for a living, um, you know, don't have to worry about starting behind a guy that's never sat in a car or, you know, decided to rent a, you know, car or build one in his garage, you know. So some of that to me takes away from the Chili Bowl. Uh, you know, it's a great event. I love it. I love the fact that anybody can race. So I don't want to sound like a, a you know, a person that's not respectful of the of the event or, or the sport. But no, I, I get do that. feel like as a fan, you know, and as a racer, you know, they come to watch the, the guys that, you know, are trying to win the race. And, and you get a lot of, you know, stuff that, you know, maybe just kind of there to have fun. And so there's a lot of different things going on there. So, yeah, I think I think there would be, you know, ways to look at it if I ever, you know, was involved in, you know, um, running that, running the race. I would probably look at some things differently. But yeah. uh, you got to respect what Emmett and his crew have done there. Yeah, hey, no uh, doubt. They built something that's sustainable for sure. For sure. How do you feel about your sisters getting about as well known as you are around racing circles? Did she do one of those shotguns for your championship? <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't I wasn't with her cuz she was out with Kyle at Phoenix, but yeah. no, it's it's really neat, you know, uh it's always a a good family atmosphere and they have a good thing, you know, going. Obviously Kyle's brand is is really big right now and yeah, no doubt. she's a part of all that and and uh you know supports him and and the kids and and everything so no it's a it's a great family dynamic um you know we're we're all loving racing and we're all uh competing against each other but um yeah it's a it's it's cool to watch yeah uh, for, kyle and caitlin for sure you know it, it's good to see a lot of the dirt fans getting back to the nascar tracks and a lot of that has to do with kyle and christopher as well i know a lot of guys like to go watch them race so it's good to see the fans back in the stands, and uh, Kyle has a lot to do with that. So, all right, Brad. Well, thanks for taking the time with us today. We sure appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on being a three-time champion. Good luck in 2022 and trying to win that fourth championship. I think uh, I think you're up for it, and wouldn't be surprised if we're talking to you again next year about this time. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, look forward to talking to you again uh, soon. Thanks. Right. Congratulations, thanks, Brad. Brad. Thank you. There you have it, Brad Sweet joining us here on Track Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more in a moment. Stay tuned. 
as your power steering pump ages. Seal leaks may occur, causing the power steering system to lose fluid. Your power steering system may also develop an annoying squeal, and the steering may become more difficult to handle. By using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will stop the seal leaks, reduce slack in rack and pinion, eliminate the squeals and hard spots in your power steering system. It is guaranteed to stop seal leaks for your money back. Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. It works.